0: This week, Acts chapter 3. Hey, sir, do you have any money? No, I don't have any money, but what I do have is going to blow your mind next on The Midweek Move. Hey there, everyone. Welcome to The Midweek Move. I am Scott, and again, I am... uh, Joined by my friend and our guest, Dallas Mora. Dallas, how are you today? I'm well. How are you doing, sir? I'm doing good. I'm excited about Acts chapter three. Yes. I reference this chapter a lot. <laughs> um, I reference this chapter a whole lot. And I think maybe it is because um, as a young Christian reading this, yeah, um, you know, as I as I read through the Bible as a young Christian. And I got into the Book of Acts. I was just like, "Wow! Like I can, like I can live like this. Yeah. Like really, I can live like this." And you come to Acts chapter three, and here is, uh, here are two guys, and they've been through a lot already together. They've been on this journey for a few years together, and now they've had this unbelievable experience, you know, with the Holy Spirit and seen this amazing stuff. And now they're continuing in their journey just of life. And so they're doing something that they're used to doing. But in the middle of that, something amazing happens. I mean, something miraculous happens that maybe they had never quite seen in that context. And when I read this as a young Christian, I was like, wow, like, can I do that? (laughs) Right? And I remember years and years ago where uh, John Wimber talked about giving his life to Christ and he would read the Bible and he would go to his pastor and he would say, Hey, when do I get to do the stuff? Right. He say, <laughs> like when do statement. I get to do the stuff?
1: I like that statement.
0: And the pastor was like, what are you talking about? And he was like, the stuff, man, like the stuff, like the stuff that these people are, are doing that they're a part of. Right. And sadly he was in a church, you know, with leadership that really didn't know how to deal with that. And I was like, well, you'll be okay. Just, <laughs> you know, it's, and I'm sure that the pastor wasn't trying to put his fire out or anything yeah. like that, but sometimes that's what happens. It's almost like this wet blanket gets put on there yeah. because you're so afraid maybe as a leader that somebody will be so passionate that right. they won't use any wisdom, right? Yeah,
1: which we kind of touched on last week's uh, Bob study. We're talking about the whole like, you know, there's this excitement. We're like, okay, calm down, you know? Yeah. And so if you don't know what we're talking about, go check out last week's podcast.
0: Nice promo. <laughs> nice promo. Acts chapter two. <laughs> yeah. The prequel. I'm kidding. All right. Acts chapter three. All right. So Acts Chapter Three. Now Peter and John, now here's the two guys we were talking about. Now Peter and John went up together to the temple at the hour of prayer, the ninth hour. Now what what is significant or not significant about this very first verse, Dallas? Because we're coming off of this outpouring of the Holy Spirit in the temple. They're baptizing people all day long. They continue then in worshiping God, continuing daily with one accord. They're going to one another's houses. They're fellowshipping. They're praying together. They're eating together. They're doing all that. Now it's almost like um, you have this amazing moment and now it's Okay, I got to go to work the next day. Right. Right? So it's like normal life kicks in. So why is verse 1, why is that important in the rest of what we're about to read?
1: It's important because Peter and John, they're going to do what they would normally do as Jews. Right. A lot of people have this misconception that once jesus takes place they're no longer jewish they're no longer a jewish (laughs) individual that's a good point good point they go oh they're christians yes they are christ-like yep um of course at this point in time they're called followers of the way which that sounds terrifying (laughs) but
0: people have taken that way out of context
1: (laughs) but it is they're they're doing what they do as jews and so they're going into uh they
0: have not lost their jewishness
1: exactly They're going to uh, the temple to pray at the ninth hour, 3 p.m. in the afternoon, because that's what you do. This is the third day, the third hour time they go to pray. And that gives us a a context of who we're about to meet, which is a bunch of uh, a large group of individuals who are religious. Yep. Like we talked about last week uh, in Acts 2, religious isn't necessarily a bad term. That's right. It's not a bad term. It uh, can be, but this is a group of religious individuals who are there to worship Yahweh mm-hmm. and um, as they are accustomed to.
0: So we have Peter and John go up together to the temple at the hour of prayer, the ninth hour. So, you know, we I think we may even reference this either last week or the week before where it's not like church is the only thing right? Mm -hmm. We've made like a church building, like that's where I'm going to get all my feeding and then none, and then I'll go there. And we've talked about how, okay, the church isn't a building. We are the temple of the Holy Spirit. Yet God has created a space called the tabernacle, the temple where people can gather together to worship him. So when we talk about, again, balance, (laughs) it's not... We are never saying that the church coming together is irrelevant because it is not. It is a necessity Absolutely. for the body of Christ. So they're coming together uh, at the uh, at the temple at the hour of prayer, the ninth hour, and a certain man, lame from his mother's womb, was carried, whom they laid daily at the gate of the temple. So this brings a connotation that he has been here for some time, like... Every day they're laying him at the gate of the temple, which is called beautiful, which I think is very significant because you have a lame man who's suffering, being laid at a gate called beautiful, Mm -hmm. and yet he's never healed. Right. Right? So why why is he being laid there? To ask alms from those who enter the temple. So... Uh, take us a first step into that, Dallas. Uh, begging alms. What are we talking about here?
1: He's he's asking for money, basically. He's asking for support. This is a, um, I mean, we see this today. We see people who are like, hey, I, I'm i homeless. Or I'm going through this. I need support. Now, interesting. I've heard some people have some interesting conversations about, you know, they put him there, but who put him there? That's right. Is he being used by somebody else to be profit for somebody else's being?
0: That's right, because it's it doesn't say. It says from his mother's womb that he's been lame which means no accident or anything like that. He's been lame his whole life. Right. But the connotation of they doesn't give us any context of who they right. are.
1: Exactly. So uh, you can take it a couple different ways. It's just interesting, but this is just a, a gentleman who has been in a terrible situation. He knows nothing other than I'm a victim of a terrible situation. And in their context, since it was from his mother's womb, he's suffering the. they have a mindset that he's suffering the sins of his parents. Right. And so there's a lot of heaviness here.
0: A lot of heaviness. Who, seeing Peter and John about to go into the temple, verse 3, ask for alms. So here he is. He's uh, he's basically doing what he does every single day. He's begging. He's asking alms. And fixing his eyes on him with John, Peter said. So fixing his eyes on him with John, Peter and John Are looking at this guy. Mm -hmm. Now, to me, that has always stood out. Because how many times did this man have people that just pass by him and never even look at him? Yeah. Right? And then Peter says something so interesting. Look at us. (laughs) Look at us. Right. Not look what we have. Look at us. So that so he gave them his attention, expecting to receive something from them. Expectation. Now, what do you believe he's expecting to receive from them?
1: Money. Money. I mean, he's expecting coins of some sort.
0: That's right. But there is expectation right, that he's going to get something. Mm-hmm. Then Peter says, silver and gold I do not have, but what I do have I give you in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Rise up and walk. So Peter says, hey, I don't have any money. But, what I do have now, we don't know if Peter had money, and he was just telling me he didn't have money. We don't know. But we know that that there was something in that moment that drew Peter because we also know that Peter and John passed that gate every time they went mm-hmm. to the temple. Yeah They were practicing Jews, which meant they went daily, not mm-hmm. just on this day, but they went daily to the temple this man was laid daily at the temple gate. Mm-hmm. So we know that just from the context of this, that they had probably seen him before. Right. Yet, and Jesus had probably seen him before.
1: Yeah, depending on how long this guy's been doing this.
0: Because Jesus had gone to the temple as well, at the, like everybody else. Mm-hmm. So how many times did Jesus see this man and he still wasn't healed? I mean, there's a whole theological discussion (laughs) about that right there. Yeah. So Peter says, I don't have any money, but what I do have in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, it's important that he says the whole connotation. He didn't just say Jesus, which Yeshua, going back to Joshua, Mm -hmm. all of that, because there were thousands of Yahshuas. Right. (laughs) Thousands. Okay. But Jesus Christ, Messiah of Nazareth, ascribing to Jesus Christ, the person who came from Nazareth, who was crucified, who was buried, who was resurrected. Right. No, There's no doubt who he's talking about. Right. No doubt what name he's invoking.
1: Because it's important to notice that at this time, there are people popping up and saying, I'm the Messiah, often. Yep. And uh, like today, we have false messiahs. So that's why he's having like, let me... Narrow this down for you.
0: Yep. Rise up and walk. Now, it's interesting that verse 7 doesn't start with, he got up and walked. hmm Like, you would think, okay, in the name of Jesus, rise up and walk. Boom, the guy's going to get up and walk. But there's something very interesting that takes place here. And he took him by the hand. So instead of just invoking the name of Jesus, rise up, be healed, Peter actually reaches out to touch him. Mm -hmm. Again, how many people not only didn't look at this man, but surely didn't touch him? Right. He wasn't a leper, but he was considered outside the gates, Mm -hmm. outside. He would be akin to the woman with the issue of blood, the lepers, He's he's broken. Something's wrong with him. Just like you said, his parents have sinned. Something's wrong with him. He's outside of the fray or the fold. Mm-hmm. He's an outcast. He's an untouchable. He's not welcome in most circles.
1: He's and only good enough to be used.
0: That's right. That's right. By someone. by someone. We're not sure but by who, but it doesn't appear to be his family for good means. Mm-hmm. It appears to be someone, like you said. Um, and so Peter takes him by the hand, and it says... And lifted him up, and immediately his feet and ankle bones received strength. Now, this word strength is not, okay, he's healed, right? So, we were talking about that word earlier, strength, which meant several def- different things. It's almost the word, uh, the Greek word stereo. Yeah,
1: something like that. It
0: almost looks like where we would get our word stereo, it mm-hmm. kind of S T E E R E O or something like that, right? Which meant not a full, whole healing, right? It just simply meant a regenerative...
1: Right, to strengthen.
0: Yeah, to strengthen, almost a regenerative building back up. Mm -hmm. So he, leaping up, stood and walked and entered the temple with them, walking, leaping, and praising God. So there is a strength that's been brought to him, almost like an adrenaline rush, There's a regenerative action that's happening with his ankle bones and his feet are receiving strength. And I keep thinking back to Peter, this guy that he was a guy that wasn't really one of those reach out and touch somebody handsy kind of guys. He was more of a just in your face kind of guy, or I don't want to mess with that. Or if I can't do it from a distance, I won't do it. But here he's reaching out and touching. This is, This is a different – and we we mentioned this last week. This is a different Peter.
1: Yeah.
0: It's a different guy. This isn't the same guy, the same arrogant, prideful guy. He's been broken down. He's been humbled. Mm -hmm. And now I'm wondering, okay, he's filled with the Holy Spirit now. Now with this new heart, like this brand new heart, is it literally now that Peter is reaching out and his hands are clean, Mm. like clean? Yeah. Yeah clean hands and a pure heart like he reaches out his hands you know some people wonder why laying on of hands is so important like why do you have to lay your hands on him you know if jesus is going to heal him he's going to heal him if he's not going to heal him he's not going to heal him you know mm-hmm. just invoke the name of jesus right. why is the touch there is a healing quality that comes with touch mm-hmm. just in humanity sure shaking a hand especially in the days we're living in. Yeah. There's a healing quality to that. I was, I was at the gas station the other day and, and, uh, you know, you know, weird things happen to me all the time. So we're at the gas station, you know, and I'm pumping gas and, and the guy says something about my dual tanks. He hadn't seen dual tanks on a truck in a very long time. And I was like, yeah. And he was like, what do you do? Like, do you fill both of them up or what do you do? So I was telling him and we were kind of talking back and forth and it turns out he worked at like one of the, the uh, meat markets or something like that and he starts saying a bunch of stuff and so we go in and neither one of us know what to do so it's like we he started like this I started like that it's like I, I had hand open he had a fist right. it was like then I went to fist he went to hand open and we were just like oh man and he said some uh, off color words right. about, about the days we're living in <laughs> days we're living in but finally it was like oh okay so we shook and and basically, he was talking about um, he had been looking for certain cars and didn't know how to find them. And he said, hey, since you do all this stuff with all stuff, would you keep on the lookout for He gives me his card. I shot him an email. And when I shot him an email, he shoots it back to me and he says, next time, we will absolutely shake hands. <laughs> so it was like, next time, we won't have to think about whether or not. And it was just that that touch. Right in a in an atmosphere that is kind of almost anti that now mm-hmm. there's a quality to that that makes it personal even if you don't know somebody right and so in this when he reaches out and he touches the man his bones coming together now they're holding him up they're going with him all of them are are going into the temple he's walking leaping praising god Verse 9, and all the people saw him walking and praising God. Why is that important?
1: Because it's what this leads up to here in a minute. Um, you know, there's a lot of people that they they have this misunderstanding that miracles and signs and wonders is about the individual. It's like, oh, look what you did. That's awesome. But miracles, signs, wonders, they all have a singular purpose. That's to point people back to Jesus. Mm-hmm. Everyone here just saw a miracle take place. Everyone yep. here saw a man that they've known for a Years. Yep. A man who has always been lame, uh, who's always been um, oh, it's the lame man. We talk about here a lot often, like it seems like there's a there's a stripping of a person's identity. Mm. Their identity is given to their 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 curse, right? Their, their issue, their, affliction, their illness, their addiction. You know, the woman with is. issue of blood, right. the lame man, the blind, the leopard. Yep. This guy's name was something. We don't know what it was. It may have been John. I don't know. Um, but at this moment they all look and go, hey. That's the layman. And now they're going to have to call him something else.
0: Yeah. Verse 10, Then they knew that it was he who sat begging alms at the beautiful gate of the temple, and they were filled with wonder and amazement at what had happened to him. This is, this is something the Lord has really been dealing with me about, is have I lost my wonder mm. and awe? And I think we may have even talked about this before, Mm -hmm. I think we talked about it last week. We did. About our own testimonies. Do we get so used to them that we just kind of, oh, yeah, I had an encounter with God, blah, 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 blah. 20 years later, yada, yada, yada. It's almost like we've lost that wonder and amazement and awe Mm. of God moving on not just somebody's body, but on their heart. Yeah. Like... This man who people only saw as seemingly what would have been a depressed head down, because for him to even look up at Peter and John, the way the Scripture reads, that was not normal for him to even look up at someone, because Peter said, Look at us. right? Don't keep your head down. Look at us. Mm -hmm. And just for the fact of people had saw him for years and years, head down, begging alms, but now this guy is up He's leaping, he's praising God, he's things like he had to look like a different guy to yeah. these people, yet it said they knew that it was him.
1: Right.
0: Almost the connotation of they might not have known that it was really him <laughs> because of this change and this transformation. Right. And so wonder and amazement at what had happened to him. Verse 11, now as the lame man who was healed... Mm-hmm. That word healed, Iome which takes on a connotation of healing in the body. Um, it also takes in a connotation of even a, a kind of a soulful kind of healing. But there's a difference mm-hmm. that's happening here. We've seen the word strength already, and now we see the word healed, held on to Peter and John. Now, as the lame man, still calling him the lame man, who was healed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He still ne- doesn't really have a name. Right. Because they only know him as layman, even though he's healed. Right. And now as the layman who was healed, held on to Peter and John. So it gives a connotation that his bones have popped and everything, but yet he still needs support. Right. So there is a there's a word, the Greek word for healing that we're going to see in this chapter and even in the next chapter, therapeuo, which where we get our word therapeutic right. or therapy which means to work something out, to either stretch out something that's been atrophied or you have a surgery and you need therapy afterwards, all of those different things, this takes on the connotation that he needed to walk it out. Right. Right?
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: <laughs> so as the lame man who was healed held on to Peter and John, all the people ran together to them in the porch, which is called Solomon's, greatly... Amazed, so when Peter saw it, he responded to the people. All right, give us give us the first step into what we're about to walk into, because you said it earlier: the miracles and the wonders. There was an accompaniment of all of this. It was right. for a
1: purpose, right? I mean, it's, uh, I mean, we, we've said very plainly: the purpose of miracles is point people back to Jesus. People are going, wait a minute, we know this guy. Yeah, we, we know. We've seen him. We passed him. I tossed him some coins last week. Now he's walking. What's happening? Yep. And, you know, there's a wonder. There's like, has he been been faking this? No, he's he's needing help to stay up. Yep. And now Peter's like, hey, now that I have your attention. Before he said, hey, you look at me so I can do this. Now he's gathered everybody's attention with the lame man. Yeah, because it said they
0: saw him and they were filled with wonder and amazement. But now they're running together to one place Mm -hmm. to see what's really going on. And then that's when it says, so Peter saw it. He sees them coming to this place, and he responded to the people, Men of Israel, why do you marvel at this? Or why look so intently at us as though by our own power or godliness we made this man's walk? Man, this is so key. (laughs) So many times we can get so caught up in the moment that we don't even recognize that people are beginning to bring the attention to us Mm -hmm. because God's used us in a certain way. We don't even take the time to make sure we point them to Jesus. And Peter goes on to say, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the God of our fathers, glorified his servant Jesus. Why is that so important? That terminology right there.
1: Why is this? The
0: The God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the God of our fathers, glorified his servant Jesus.
1: Because he just took them through a thousand years worth of Jewish history, taking them all the way back to Abram, who... They, of course, they they look to, it's Father Abraham. That's I'm right. I'm not going to sing the song, but we know what that means for yep. them. Yep. This is the guy that they go back to, the man who, through Abraham, is a blessing to the rest of the world. Because, again,
0: we're religious Jews. Right. It's religious Jews here. And not only does he invoke the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the God of our fathers, but then he says, glorified his servant Jesus. Mm-hmm. This is another level, whom you delivered up and denied in the presence of Pilate when he was determined to let him go. Like he's bringing it all over again. (laughs) Acts 2, he was like this Jesus who you crucified. Now he's got another group of people. Right. And he's bringing the gospel message again to them.
1: And And probably where he's at. Those people who who specifically were pulling the strings are listening because he's in the temple with them.
0: That's a good point. They are there. But you denied the Holy One, verse 14, and the just, and asked for a murderer to be granted to you and killed the Prince of Life whom God raised from the dead, of which we are witnesses. So he just brings it in and says, listen, this Jesus whom you had a part of crucifying, it's him, the reason why this man is leaping and praising God, the reason why this man's bones are popping is because of Jesus. Right. And then he says, and then, he's, and then this was another key because people had talked about Jesus being crucified, but the resu- resurrection had not been a main focal point mm-hmm. up to this point. It had been all crucifixion even to the point of people denying the resurrection. Right. Not denying the crucifixion, but denying the resurrection. And when the Bible talks about, it doesn't just talk about Jesus going to the cross, it talks about the power of the resurrection and believing in the resurrection power of Jesus. Right. And he says, whom God raised from the dead, of which we are witnesses, we saw it. And in his name, through faith in his name, has made this man strong, whom you see and you know. Yes, the faith which comes through him, capital H, has given him, small h, this perfect soundness in the presence of you all. That word perfect soundness is another word in healing, which brings now a connotation that goes beyond the physical. Mm-hmm. We know he's not completely strong enough in the physical yet, but now this terminology perfect soundness mm. now is going to a deeper place, right? a deeper place of healing because we know that there's not just physical healing. Right. And not just spiritual healing. Right. But there's
1: there's, a, there's the mental emotional healing needs to takes place also. The soul. Right.
0: The soul. And a lot of times we are a lot of times we can focus on a physical healing of somebody. And we can forget that with that physical healing or with that physical infirmity comes a soulish pain Mm
1: -hmm.
0: or void. Anyone who has an affliction physically Mm -hmm. normally has something in the soul that's associated with that. Mm. Just like you can have something wrong in the spirit or in the soul and it can manifest itself in your body. Mm -hmm. There are a lot of people who go to doctors and like, you know, I'm fatigued, I'm this, I'm that. And the doctors can't find anything wrong with them at all. Mm. Nothing wrong with them physically physically what they find out is something is going on, whether it's anxiety, whether it's fear, whatever it is, it's now manifesting itself in in the body. Oh, yeah. If you have anxiety, then shoulders tight, your neck is messed up. You know, all these different things manifest and go together because we are a three-part being. Right. So then it says, yet now, brethren, I know that you did it in ignorance, as did also your rulers. Now, again, this is Peter. Yeah. He's almost giving them a way out now.
1: Yeah, which I love. Like when I was going through this, this verse really hit me because I feel like sometimes I know for a fact people go, "Well, how could they have done this?" We've seen history where people just attacked them, and he's like, "Look, you are acting out of ignorance." And a lot of people like they, they when they when they um, they're presented with Christ, they have this mindset of like, "Man, I was such a foul individual. I said this thing. I cursed God. I did this." And even, these are the people who. He just said, "You took a murderer over the Prince of Life. You saw him." Yeah. He goes, "But you were you're ignorant. Like yep. this is the moment of grace that we talked about earlier about how some people make mistakes. Here's your here's your hope. Here's your grace for you guys."
0: Peter's going back to the words of Jesus, "Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do." Exactly. Ignorance. Exactly. You know, when we're, we're talking about ignorance, it's not necessarily stupidity. Mm-mm. It's a not knowing.
1: Right. This is the same guy also who. They denied Jesus because they didn't know him. He denied Jesus and he knew him. <sighs> gosh. And he's just been restored. Oh, this my is gosh. the same guy. And he so this, this is what we're talking about with this. This is a different Peter. Yeah. He's going, I screwed up, guys. Yeah. And I've I been did restored. It. He can do so much more for you. You didn't even walk with him. Yep. But you can be
0: restored. You didn't know. Yeah. You didn't hear the teachings. You weren't with him. You didn't follow him, right? You didn't drop everything and follow him like we did, right? You didn't cast demons out in his name, right? You didn't preach in his name. You didn't go city to city in his name. Right. I did, so I, my denial wasn't an ignorance, right? My denial—I knew what I was doing
1: exactly, and everything he's doing—it's a reflection of what he's even been taught with from Jesus. Here he is—he's—he's—he's he's, he's like, okay, attention's on me. Hey, let's point this back to Jesus,
0: which was not the Peter. Until the Holy Spirit
1: was right. poured out. But even still, he was taught this even with Jesus, because what they do, they came back from go on their mission when Jesus first in the back. Like Jesus, we cast out devils, we do all this. He's like, that's cool, but don't rejoice in the fact that this is what's happening, that the devils listen to you. But rejoice, your names written in the Lamb's Book of Life. Yep. He said, uh, refocus it to what's the priority, and that's which what Peter doing.
0: was one of the main ones. Hey, exactly. who's the greatest? Yeah. You know, who's the, I'm? Surely <laughs> I'm the greatest. Yeah. You know, I'm I'm the guy. You know, I've done this. I've done this. That is not this guy. He's he's really like the Holy Spirit has changed this guy's life. Mm-hmm. And again, theologically, you do have to wrestle with this. Yeah. He was a believer in Christ restored mm. before the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Like Jesus restored him. Yeah. Do you love me? Yes. <laughs> do you love me? Yes. You know, the three yeses for the three no's. Right. I don't know him. I don't know him. I don't know him. Yes, Lord, you know. Yes, Lord, you know. Yes, Lord, you know. All of that. But yet when the Holy Spirit comes and fills him, mm. baptizes him, immerses him, mm-hmm. he is a different guy. Right. That That old Peter really is gone. And here is this, not just this new creation... But here is, you know, Jesus said the Holy Spirit, when he comes, he will remind you of everything I taught you. That's exactly what's happening here. Mm -hmm. The Holy Spirit is reminding Peter of everything that Jesus taught him, and now he's actually starting to put it into practice. Yeah, absolutely. Man, such a good point. Verse 18, But those things which God foretold by the mouth of all of his prophets, that Christ would suffer, he has thus fulfilled. Again, He's taking them back because, again, they're all about the prophets. They're all about Moses. They're all about Abraham. They're all about Old Testament. And here's what he says, verse 19. Repent, therefore, and be converted, that your sins may be blotted out, so that times of refreshing may come from the presence of the Lord, and that he may send Jesus Christ, who was preached to you before, whom heaven must receive until the times of restoration of all things, which God has spoken by the mouth of all of his holy prophets. Since the world began... Man, he takes them, Old Testament, to Jesus being born, to Jesus living his life, to mm-hmm. Jesus being crucified, to Jesus being resurrected, to Jesus ascending and sending the Holy Spirit, to Jesus coming again. Right. In a couple of verses. <laughs> like, you don't need an hour and a half sermon no. to present the go- the whole gospel. Right. He gives it all to them right there.
1: Yeah, there's like three sentences here, and this is the fullness of it.
0: Yeah, he's like, repent. Basically, I've already told you you crucified him. Mm-hmm. We saw him resurrected. Right. We saw him go in like manner and ascended. The Holy Spirit was just poured out on us, mm-hmm. <laughs> and thousands of your brethren just gave their lives to Jesus. Right. That are being added to the church every single day.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And now, if you want to come into this, you've got to repent. Therefore, be converted that your sins may be blotted out. Boom. Gospel 101 right, right.
1: there. Absolutely.
0: Why? So that times of refreshing comes from the presence of the Lord. Accept Christ. Boom. Now you have access to the presence of the Lord. Mm. And that he may send Jesus Christ who was preached to you before, whom heaven must receive until times of restoration, which God has spoken by the mouth of all of his holy prophets since the world began. So he's saying, listen, all the prophecies you've heard, it's all happening. Yeah. And it's not over. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: There's still more to come. Verse 22, for Moses truly said to the fathers, the Lord your God will raise up for you a prophet like me from your brethren. Him you shall hear in all things and whatever he says to you. And it shall be that every soul who will not hear that prophet shall be utterly destroyed from among the people. Man.
1: Now I want to point at this that he starts off with for Moses. This is a massive thing, and he's talking to Jewish people. They called the 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 way they addressed Moses it was Moshi Rabbinu, which was it wasn't just Rabbi Moses, it was Moses, my Rabbi. That's right. He was the Rabbi of rabbis, and so he's like the guy we look to, the one that you like. And Jesus challenged him, so you, you say you sit on on Moses' seat, which was a a hierarchy thing. Yep. He's saying the guy you look to prophesied about this very thing.
0: And he had just said that in Acts chapter 2 about David. Right. David said Jesus was my Lord. Right. Moses said Jesus was my Lord. Right. Abraham said <laughs> I mean like he's breaking down all of the 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 law mm-hmm. and and bringing in the fulfillment of that entire law with Jesus. Right. Like this is Listen, y'all, if you want Gospel 101, like Acts Chapter 3, Dallas said it earlier in our conversation, in some tribes or some circles, they only focus on the first 10 verses. Mm-hmm. And then in other tribes, they dismiss the first 10 verses, and then they only talk about the verses we're reading right now, right. where it's all of it together. And we brought out a good point when we were discussing before we started recording.
1: Right, in the pre-show.
0: And that was that the miracle and the healing happens first, Mm -hmm. then the preaching of the gospel. Right. Like he didn't open up at the gate beautiful with repent and be converted. Right. It's this moment with this this guy, this this kairos moment, this Mm -hmm. immediate moment in the presence of God, that that's what God was doing in that moment. Peter recognized it. Where he never recognized it before. He recognized this is an opportunity. This is a moment. This is what the Lord's doing. No, I don't have any money, but what I do have is about to blow your mind, dude. Right. Grab my hand.
1: Right. <laughs> I think it's important the point the the key word you're saying there, he recognized the moment. Yeah. He wasn't going there for an alternative. He didn't go, I'm gonna go heal somebody today and preach the gospel. He was going to pray. He was, I'm just doing life. Yep. I mean, I'm just going. How many of you guys you just you're just going to Target? Or you're going to Starbucks, wherever you're going, there are people who just need Jesus. Recognize that moment. And then you can see this take place. Again, you don't need a three point sermon, record. He had two sentences. Yep. Yeah.
0: And in the midst of all that, in some circles, they would say, no, 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 you got to argue. You got to, you know, defend, (laughs) defend, defend. Listen, the Lord is our defender. We're not. I don't (laughs) have to defend the Lord. I don't have to defend God. Are you kidding me? God's already done everything. Right. He doesn't need a defender. The Lord is my defender. Like, I don't even have to defend myself. The Lord is my defender. You know, I don't have to to strive and strive and strive and strive and strive and and try to prove anything, man. I need to just submit my life to Jesus and live for Jesus and share Jesus, and some will receive and some will not. Mm -hmm. We saw that in the life of Jesus. If that makes you a failure, Jesus was a failure, too. Mm. Because how many of these people, and we don't even know it, how many of these people had heard Jesus preach before but never accepted Christ? Yeah. How many of them have, had seen Jesus do miracles, and yet they were the ones saying, crucify, crucify, crucify? Mm. And yet Peter's like, man, this is a moment that God's given me. No, I don't have any money, but what I do have, in the name of Jesus, rise up. Boom, 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 bones popping. All of a sudden, everybody's running and gathering, and it said Peter saw it. He saw them running, and now's another moment. What am I going to do in this moment? I'm not going to lay hands on everybody. I'm going to preach the gospel. Right. So it's like he recognizes a moment for healing and a miracle, but now he recognizes that now that's opened a door for the preaching of the gospel. Right. And he simplified all of it. He took them from almost Genesis all the way, Mm -hmm. all the way to Revelation. Jesus is coming back. Right. In just a few moments. Moments.
1: Yeah.
0: Like, yeah. I mean, I could say a lot about that, but man, that'd probably get me in a little bit of trouble. But verse 25 you are sons of the prophets and uh, of the covenant, and of the covenant which God made with our father, saying to Abraham, and in your seed all the families of the earth shall be blessed. That is so. Because now he's speaking directly to the covenant that was given to Abraham. And you want to talk about a focal point. That was a focal point of covenant people was mm-hmm. that covenant. And thinking that it was going to be fulfilled some other way. But now Peter is like, no, 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 no. In that fulfillment is Jesus.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, which is going to lead to Gentiles later <laughs> on, which is going to blow everybody's mind. Verse 26, to you first...
1: Go ahead. Romans to first first to the Jews. <laughs> come
0: on. Come on. Say it.
1: So, I mean, again, with this is something we go over and over again. This is important because it was first to them. It was first to the Jews. And, I mean, here in like six months when we hit Romans, <laughs> <laughs> when we talk about We can it, probably say it now. Yeah, <laughs> in Romans, we had this whole conversation about to the Jews first and then to the Gentiles. Yep. And, you know, what is it for? Like, it's everything, but it's nothing at the same time. That's right. Paul
0: says, what advantage has the Jew? Because everybody in Romans, they were talking about, you have to get rid of your Jewishness mm-hmm. to follow Christ. And then the Jews were saying, no, you got to give away your Gentileness right. to accept Christ. you got to circumcise yourself. you got to do all this stuff. Right. And they were arguing. And Paul says, okay, what advantage has the Jew? And he says, much in every way, because they are the covenant people. Right. Not they were.
1: They They are. are. They are currently.
0: He's saying in covenant, they are sealed in covenant. Right. But then he says, what advantage has the Jew? None, none at all. Why? Because there are none righteous, no, none at all. As it has to do with salvation, Mm -hmm. they aren't covered for salvation. You've got to go through Jesus. Right. Everyone has to go through Jesus. But it goes to the Jew first. Acts chapter 2 wasn't for the Gentile. It was for the Jew. Mm -hmm. That's not really our story. Right. Our story is to come. One of my favorites of all time. (laughs) I know I'm saying that about every chapter. (laughs) But to you first, God, having raised up his servant Jesus, sent him to bless you. My Mm. gosh, that is awesome. Because you pointed out these are people that were yelling, crucify. These are people who wanted Barabbas instead Mm -hmm. of Jesus. Right. And now Peter is going to you first, like God had you in mind, and God sent Jesus to bless you. Right. Well, I thought you just said that we had him crucified. You did. You did. But do you remember his words? (laughs) Father, forgive them, for for they they know not what they do. Man. Man, (laughs) So good. Sent him to bless you. And listen to this, in turning away every one of you from your iniquities. Mm. He didn't leave one person out. So the one that was screaming crucified, who may have been one of the ones who were hurling things at Jesus while he was being marched down the street. Mm-hmm. Maybe one of the ones who was a part of Judas. We know there are religious leaders here
1: mm-hmm.
0: because it's the hour of prayer. We know that members of the Sanhedrin are there. We know that uh, rabbis are there. We know that teachers, all of them are there. Mm -hmm. And we don't know this, but we also can't necessarily cross it out. But maybe some of the ones who changed money with Judas to have Jesus murdered are here. Mm. And Peter says, turning away every one of you from your iniquities— like, no matter what you've done, God sent Jesus to bless you right. so that you don't have to live in your iniquities as bad as it is. He's not leaving any of you out. Right. And I can't imagine in that moment the conviction of the Holy Spirit upon somebody's heart mm-hmm. of hearing those words. Yeah. Because whatever they were a part of, there had to be a feeling. They were cut to the heart in Acts 2, it said. Yeah. Right? that same thing is sort of happening here and we'll see a little bit next a little bit more next week but to hear those words that god sent jesus to bless you and to turn every single one of you from your iniquities to release that from you what a great word not just for them but what a great word for us yeah you have any closing thoughts dallas on acts chapter 3
1: my closing thoughts are simply this. Again, we, we've said several times, This is a different Peter. Mm. And it's a different Peter because he humbled himself. Because he had an experience with the Lord. We've, we've been big about this lately. We've talking about how um, we can do all this stuff. We can do all the right things. We can have every program. But unless a person has a true encounter with the Lord, they can't be transformed. Mm, true. They cannot have something different. What we see happening here, Peter's ability to do what he's done is because he had an encounter with the Lord. And that happened in Acts chapter 2. Again, see last week's podcast, see what took place there. But this is here for you guys also, those of you who are watching and you're listening to this on, on one of the podcast uh, catchers out there. If you would be willing to lean into the Lord to, to wait in the uh, proverbial upper room, whatever that looks like for you, maybe it's your car, maybe it's a, a closet in your house, whatever, and encounter the Lord. Or maybe it's coming up to the church. We have times where people can come to our church and just pray and seek the Lord. You can encounter him, he can transform your life, and you can operate in this today. You can do the stuff that we talked about earlier (laughs) if you are willing to have an encounter with the Lord.
0: Yeah. You know, as a young believer, I, you know, again, I read all this, but I wasn't necessarily in an environment where a lot of this was happening. Mm -hmm. And I wondered, like, where is that? You know, where is that? And then I began to have those personal, intimate moments with mm-hmm. the Lord. And then it began to change where I went. It wasn't about church anymore. It mm-hmm. was about I would be at the grocery store, <laughs> and and I would be like, wow, this is a moment. Like, mm-hmm. I don't even know, but this is a moment. So I would be in line, and there would be my lame man at the gate, right? And mm-hmm. I'd just be like, hey, <laughs> you know, is everything okay in your life? And just begin to talk to him and minister to him and just— Man, this is a moment. And then at that moment comes an opportunity to preach the gospel, to share the good news. Mm -hmm. And so my encouragement to you would be maybe you're, you know, maybe you're one of two people in this scenario. Maybe you are the lame man at the gate. Mm. Maybe you feel like your identity's been stripped away because of your issue or your ailment or something like that. And maybe you're looking around, looking, expecting to receive something, but expecting to receive money or something or whatever. God has something for you. Mm. I mean, I would say to you right now, look at us. (laughs) Like, look at us. Look at us. We don't have money. Well, I have some right here, but I can't (laughs) give it through the lens. But silver and gold, I do not have it. But what I do have, I give it to you in the name of Jesus. And by this midweek move being filmed, we're basically saying, we're stretching our hands out to you mm. online, you know, on these platforms. We're stretching our hand out to you, going, rise up and walk, be healed. Well, what if it doesn't happen immediately? It's okay. Spiritually, you may have some atrophy that's gone on. <laughs> You know, in your soul, there may be some atrophy, and you need to stretch that out. There needs to be a little bit of therapuo, right, a little therapy to walk that out. But you need to find people that are around you that can help you walk that out, like Peter and John helped this man walk it out. Or maybe you're Peter, and maybe you've passed by people every single day at work, at the grocery store, and never even took a thought to go, hey, Mm. look at me. Well, guess what? Empowered by the Holy Spirit, I say to you that you can look at those people and say, look at me. You can recognize it as a moment. It's a moment. This is a moment. Man, God wants to move in this moment. And out of this moment, God will give me an opportunity to share the good news, to share the gospel. And listen, don't be flaky when you share the gospel. Be confident. Be courageous. Step up. Be like Peter, you know, of saying, yeah, you may not get it all and maybe you maybe you just went the wrong way and you did it because you didn't know. But here's the knowing, here's the understanding. This Jesus, right? <laughs> that God sent his only son to bless you, to separate you from your sin and your iniquities. And so wherever you find yourself today, man, we just pray for you. We pray that God would move upon your heart and your life. We pray that you would have transformative moments like this. You would be on the receiving end of it like the lame man. You would be on the giving of it like a Peter and a John, and that you would see the miracle-working power of God activated in your life. This wasn't just for 12 super guys.
1: Mm, That's important to say.
0: It it wasn't for 120 special individuals who are going to be so much more awesome than you in heaven. Mm. It's for all, all, all may prophesy. The gifts of the Spirit were given for all of us who would accept Christ, who would come into this kingdom. The kingdom is not a weak, powerless kingdom. It's a kingdom of power. It's not a kingdom. It's not a kingdom of, of eating and drinking. It's power in the Holy Ghost, mm. in the Holy Spirit. So don't just play church and be be used to a, a play kingdom. We're not playing church. We're in a kingdom, a real kingdom, and we are sons and daughters. And we are we are royalty in the kingdom and we can walk in that authority that we've been given by the king, the king, the seal is on us. Jesus has sealed us. The Holy Spirit has sealed us through Christ and in Christ. And now we can walk in this authority and we can be like Peter. We can be full of compassion and full of power all at the same time. Absolutely. And so we declare that over you today in Jesus name.
1: All right. Acts
0: chapter three. I'm jacked, man. I was ready to go like another hour, man. I'm just getting jacked. I'm just getting there. But we'll have to wait for next week. Uh, Acts chapter four, we're going to continue this journey. Uh, In Acts four, we have a special guest next week um, with us, and that's going to be awesome. And we're going to continue this story out. We're going to see this come to a pretty awesome conclusion, um, and I'm super excited Uh, about that. So until uh, next week on the midweek move, uh, I just say, Lord bless you and keep you and listen, be who God created you to be, know what God is saying, and then just do what God says. May the Lord bless you.